looking at ourselves with an objective eye is always a challenge. We tell ourselves that we are individuals on planet Earth, and yet when we look within, we see just as much mystery oftentimes as when we look without. And when I go deep within myself, and I tell myself that I'm listening to my innermost voice, sometimes what I'm actually listening to is simply the mind chatter, the the distraction of my day's calendar, my feeling of happiness or my feeling of woundedness, my wondering who, who do I need to be in touch with and who needs to be in touch with me and what tasks I need to accomplish. And, and that's the way our days roll past, don't they? One after the other, each one filled with tasks and some tasks get accomplished and some get neglected. Some friends get mad and some get pushed off for another day. And the loved ones, the ones we hold closest, sometimes get taken for granted and sometimes get listened to with our whole heart and soul. But generally speaking, if we live a somewhat comfortable life, we move forward just filling our days with minutia, don't we? And friends, today, if you were to pick something in your life that holds itself up, that raises its hand and says, pick me, I need a more focused attention from you. What might that be? Is it your artwork? Is it helping a friend? Is it taking on a human rights task? Is it beating down another Goliath? Or is it lifting another David? Or do you just simply move through your days enjoying the simple things? Cook a meal, look at the sky, go for a walk. Tell yourself that each day is meeting its own goal. And I think, friends, today, when we tell ourselves that each day is meeting its own goal, it meets its own goal, doesn't it? It's when we tell ourselves that I can't do this, or I haven't done that well, or we imagine that someone else is putting us down or dragging us down. We allow ourselves to be less than we were the day before, or not as much as we could be in the next moment in the days coming forward. And so how do we get ourselves on the right track and keep ourselves there? A pathway filled with inspiration and dedication, commitment, love, intelligent interaction with friends around us, loving interaction with those that we care for and who care about us. If we were to build something in our life that is greater than it is today, what would that be, friends? Look at your life today, and you may have built many wonderful things. You may have built yourself a home, and you may have built yourself a family. You may be walking alone in your life, and that may be your choice. You may have told yourself that I've accomplished so much in my life that I could roll forward, kind of coasting to the end. But friends, what if your greatest accomplishment is just around the next bend? Where would that stem from in your life? Where would that tiny seedling begin to grow? If I took a hard look at my life right now, I would say much of it is mystery. I've been invited to take on a new project and part of it worries me, but isn't that always the way with new projects, especially big projects that are something beyond where we see our capabilities lie or beyond what we've done in times past? And certainly 
every new project has pitfalls, doesn't it? But can't I just trust myself to use my brain, to use my intellectual capacities and my spiritual capacities for staying myself on the true north course? If I were to look at my friends today, I would say that I have a good collection of friends. Sometimes they want to see me more than I want to see them and vice versa. But by and large, I've found a circle that is somewhat bettering themselves today than they were yesterday. I have a hard time with people that stay categorically still. I can't help wondering what more it is they could do with their life. Because if we look a little outside of this very comfortable circle, we see people that need our help, don't we? And do we tell ourselves that those people will be okay without us? And what about my time and times past when I was one of those people? A single parent on that lonely island dedicating myself to the wrong choices. And when I finally found myself able to break away and I, I thought I would have support of friends and family and it just wasn't there because I was difficult, wasn't I? I was a challenge that they didn't want to take upon themselves. And, and why should they? My parents had obviously built their own lives and they had gotten to a place where they were somewhat comfortable and they didn't need my troubles. My sister, she tends to stay still in life and she was building her career and again, she didn't need me. And so there I was, moving back down to southern Ontario, thinking that I would have the support of my family around me and that, you know, I was educated in that area and I would find a good job. And what I found was even more difficult than what I had left. Plus, I had to add on top of that the what I felt was betrayal and abandonment. And that really made my blood boil, didn't it? These people who I thought had selected me as the black sheep, and certainly they had told me that many times, and so I thought, okay, now I've corrected my path. Now I'm back down where you guys are, and you can help me step after step with these two small children, and we'll get ourselves on the right path. But they didn't want to be bothered with me. And so I built myself the next life, didn't I? And I grew grew stronger, and I grew independent, and somehow I tried to keep my children safe, but there were things about that that I wasn't able to accomplish. And I go forward now understanding the trauma that both of them suffered, sometimes under my roof and sometimes under the roof of others that I just was simply not aware of. I thought I had built a, a good communication link between my children and I, and I'd always told them to keep me updated. But, of course, children find their own way, don't they? Just as I did in times past from that early, early trauma. And I was terrified to tell my parents about it. Terrified. I knew that if my father had find, found out what that person had done, that my father would probably kill him. And this was This was me in kindergarten thinking these thoughts. And I thought also, if my father kills that man, then my father will be put in jail and my mother wasn't working. This is the early 60s and we would have no money. And there was just a sense of terror, wasn't there? And literally no place to turn. And oftentimes now when I get to this age and stage in my life, I think, need I go suck my thumb in the corner? or Can I depend on myself now? And if I can indeed depend upon myself now, who is it that helps those people that are in that place now that I was then? And so if I'm the strong one now, and I have the 
length, width, depth, and breadth of my experience, who is it that I can reach a hand out to? And where is she? And who are her small children? And is she worrying just like I was? You know, where, where's the roof over my head? Where's the job that's going to feed my children? Certainly there were handouts available and I took them. I needed them. But then in no time I was working full time and shuffling my kids off to child care and many things happened. Time went past and I was running like a hamster on a wheel as fast as I could and as hard as I could go. And there was never enough money, was there? Never enough money to cover all the bills and just had to keep the car running and the electricity bill paid and the years slid past and here we are, much older now, children grown. I look around my life today and I see people who are keeping themselves busy, but what are they doing to lift others? And what can I do that would be more? Sometimes I get a little worried about how active I can become in this new country without possibly making myself a political target or threatening my residency. And certainly I am an intelligent person and so I'll watch my step every step of the way. But there's always something that's tapping on our shoulder, isn't there, that's saying, no, keep yourself safe. You've worked way too hard to put yourself in any sort of a threatened or threatening position. And so where does the help really come from? A few crumbs handed here and there. A couple of things I don't need, perhaps donated. A thumbs up and a post on social media. But what am I really doing, friends, today? Look deep into your own heart and soul. Take a 360 in your own life and ask yourself, what am I doing that really makes a difference? And is there something more? Humans around us are struggling everywhere. The migrant crisis on planet Earth is deeper and wider than it's ever been before. And who do we help as they're moved out of their homes? Who do we hinder as we turn our faces away, thinking that someone else will do the job? Well, what if that someone else is me? Friends today, what can I do to make myself a little bit more uncomfortable? And in so doing, to lift the life of another and another and another. Isn't that where the true comfort lies? When I raise myself by lifting another? Couldn't those people, my parents, my siblings, have helped to raise me just a little bit when I showed up? I remember the first year when I arrived back in what I called my home with my two children in tow. And it was almost Christmas. And Christmas came, and my parents had been celebrating Christmas at my sister's house every Christmas Eve. And, and of course, I looked to them to see if I'd be invited. I, I just assumed that I would, and my children. And my sister, I can't even remember how it was she told me that I wasn't invited. And I was so shocked. And I turned to my mother and I said, but I'm here with my children. How can she do that? And my mother, as always, just took a step back because the sister was her favorite of the three of us. And so she, she didn't want to rock that boat. And I understand. My sister lived in the same city as my mother basically her entire life. And I'm sure she was there to help my mother in many ways that I wasn't. But I just could never understand that. A parent 
turning their back on a child. And friends today, if I tell myself that I am part of collective one spirit, then what child am I turning my back upon when I do not reach out my hand? If I convince myself that my consciousness is part of the greater consciousness, then what mother am I becoming more like when I decide that one sibling is greater than the other and one child should be a favorite? And friends today, what part of the planet is neglected in your world? And who among us should be left aside? I can tell you that none, nowhere, nothing is a good place to be when you feel that rejection from another human soul. And yet I grew stronger, didn't I? I managed to put food on the table always, and I scratched and scraped and and clubbed and crawled my way up that ladder, and I got so that I had more things. And then I'm in that 4,000-square-foot house and driving the Porsche 911 Speedster and telling myself that I've arrived, and how tiresome was I? I look back at that woman now, and I see her, how hard she ran how fast she went, and how, like iron, her insides became. But where was that beating heart? Until all of that house of cards started to tumble down, didn't it? And I could have kept it up. I I could have had more. I could have told myself that I had arrived still yet. But I knew that there was nothing there for me. And what was I showing my children except an empty castle built only for ego? And so around we went again, another new path. And and that instability has led me to the place I am now, hasn't it? Constantly moving, constantly telling myself there might be another good place, a better place, just around the next bend. And friends today, where is the better place? the nicer climate, the more beautiful spouse, the more understanding and capable friends, the tasks that align themselves with your spiritual well-being, and the people that show their gratitude toward you for being simply who you are on planet Earth. And who are we all friends when there are those among us with very little? It's like walking through life and telling yourself you're strong and ready and beautiful, but your stomach is hungry. Your spirit is sore and downtrodden. And when we tell ourselves that there is something beautiful and perfect about us, but then there is that part within us that is just simply eaten away by not giving enough, not being enough, not sheltering enough, not sharing enough, never good enough. But who are we? We always are enough, friends. And when we come from a place of plenty, we have plenty to share. Scarcity is a mindset as well as an empty table and empty cupboards, isn't it? Scarcity is a mindset. It's when we start scraping and 
gathering more and more. And that's when those big houses come and those fancy cars come and the bank account that must be sheltered. And nor should it be squandered. But when is enough enough? And when do we tell ourselves that we can build ourselves just a little bit stronger, a little bit better through some sort of spiritual awakening? And even if that spiritual awakening is simply done by reaching a hand out to one other person, lifting them up just a little bit more and not looking for the gratitude from them for it, just simply offering the hand through a place of goodness, and true and authentic beingness on planet Earth. Because who are we, friends? We are all people throughout all time and history. And maybe that's a puzzle to you. And maybe that is clear within your mind. But understand this, unless and until we feel that we are all as one, there will always be those among us that are victimized. And what happens when it's us? What happens when the friend doesn't pick up the phone? What happens when the banking system collapses? What happens when the house burns down? What happens when the illness becomes such that the spirit can no longer overcome it? Friends today, there will yet be a time when I need you in my life and you need me. And where will we be then? Arms outstretched or will we simply turn away the way my family did in times past? Too hard, too long too difficult, and they were too comfortable. And could we reach in for a greater understanding than I felt at that time? Perhaps if I had felt greater understanding, I could have turned to them after Christmas and said, okay, you know, I've gotten myself somewhat set up now, and I'm, I'm feeling somewhat stable and secure, and how about if we get together? And they could have seen that I wasn't going to be a parasite upon them, that I was going to be fine, and perhaps we could have built that family table, and perhaps not. But at least maybe then I could have healed some of the, the anger and the scarcity mentality that led me to consume so much more and still to be empty within. Because unless and until we feel the true love of communion with others, we will only be a single human being looking around surrounded by strangers, won't we? But yet, who are we on planet Earth? We are love. We are the total beingness of all humankind. We are the sky above and the stars at night when they rise. And we are love within and love without. But let's reach in, friends, one more time a little bit more deeply and ask ourselves, if today is fine for me, who can I help tomorrow? Because who are we? Who are we not? <laughs>